my geometry teacher in high school would have told me, you don't have to say anything else. After that gospel, it says it all. But you don't get off that easy. <laughs> okay. What wonderful readings we have this weekend. As I was preparing my message for you, I was asking myself, what is this parish about anyway? Why do we gather in this church building on Saturday evening, especially uh, now when the Buckeyes are playing, hmm, <laughs> with other people, when we could be relaxing at home, watching the game? Why do we contribute money to the work of our parish when we could be spending it on something fun or on ourselves? These are all good questions. You know that every dollar we spend, every minute of our time we spend on anything is a vote. When we spend our time and money on our religion, we should be asking ourselves, what are we voting for? Some of us might say, it's an insurance premium for life after death. Call it future life insurance. Or maybe even, you've heard this one, fire insurance, right? Others might say, I just need this time to help me get through the week. It helps me cope with all the things that I have to deal with in my life, like stress, temptations, loneliness, and maybe fear. We can call it our moral and psychological fitness program. Others might say, I need church to help me get focused every day, all week. I am just bombarded with stuff. Every time the phone rings, the door opens, or one of those noisy commercials come on, my attention is drawn to needs that are not fundamental, to values that are not my, my basic values, maybe to objectives and goals that are not real. They're not real to the purpose that why you or I exist, or I just need to get back in touch with the real meaning of life, with the real truth that makes my life more meaningful and good. Religion, to me, is my GPS, my God-positioning satellite. I'm recalculating, right? Recalculating. Every time we turn in the wrong direction, tells us to recalculate. The course and the mission is our life. Others might say that religion is the strongest force there is for preserving law and order and morality in this country and world. I support, I support religion the way I support good education and good government. I need religion, and our relativistic society really needs religion to keep life civilized. Yes, religion is all of these things, but I believe that none of them is religion as Jesus taught it. For Jesus, most simply, religion meant loving God with all one's heart, soul, and mind. And since real love seeks union, the more real our religion is, the more we will be like God in mind, will, and heart. And the more we will love every member of the human race. Jesus taught us how to love by the way he lived and died for each and every one of us. 
Just look at how much he loves us. Today's first reading from Exodus measures true love of our neighbor by the stance we take toward the aliens. Today we call them the refugees, the widows, the orphans, and the poor. Yes, love is measured by the love and compassion that we show to those we easily marginalize, those with whom we have no natural bonds through family or social grouping, those whom our society tends to consider unimportant, those whom we most likely will not derive any material rewards or benefit. Yes, by loving the outcasts, we learn to love as God loves. Religion's true goal, why we come here every week, the real goal is so that we change and keep changing until we love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind, and we love every other person of the human race as God loves. You know, after visiting the tombs of Archbishop Romero and of the nuns, laywomen and Jesuits who were martyred in El Salvador, Archbishop Weakland said, what set these people apart is that they stood for a kind of religion, a religious belief that influences lives. Religion for them was not a case of obeying rules or of influencing lives, and that is very threatening to those who want to keep order. But if religion doesn't influence lives, why bother? If our Catholic religion here at Seton Parish simply makes us moral people, or what our culture recognizes as, oh, we're good Christians, we cannot hope to influence anybody as Jesus did. Let us become martyrs for our faith. To be a martyr means to bear witness. To bear witness, we have to accept those whom society does not accept, to help others in ways society would call going out of our way. The reason, the reason we come here every week is so that we can become imitators of Christ, the Lamb of God. We must put our lives on the line every day, just as Jesus did. He died on the cross for us because he loves us, plain and simple. How do we here at Seton Parish love other people? Uh, Well, maybe like we did last week for, for some 60 ambassadors. I'm not sure the exact count, but those people who have made the trip to Cranks Creek for maybe 20 some years now. I remember looking into, I wanted to make sure that I did that this week on Monday. I watched as the youngest among us and the oldest among us were there fitting the children with shoes. They took time to get to know who they were. They asked them their name. They looked at them in the eyes. And they showed them the love of Christ. What a wonderful way for us here at Seton Parish to share our love. These are people who think that we live in a faraway land in Pickerington, Ohio, 
They live in the poorest areas of Appalachia, in the area we call Cranks Creek. They actually live in Harlan, Kentucky. And many of you here have gone there. That's what we need to do. That's what Jesus is telling us in the greatest commandment. How do we show that we love God? We love God by the way we treat the least among us. A challenge for you this week and for me is to find a person in your life that really causes you angst. That's one of those words. I don't know where that came from, but angst. Somebody that you avoid, you see them coming on the sidewalk, you go across the street, right? Okay? Somebody you've maybe had an axe to grind with for years, find that person and show them how much you love them. Even if they're the hardest person in the world to love, show them that you love them. That's the greatest commandment. God bless you.